0: 10 10, chapter 34 Sudarshina delivered and Shankar killed Sri Suka said The Gopas, one day, eager for God, with carts went on a trip into the Ambika forest. There they took a bath in the Sarasvati and worshipped with paraphernalia devotedly the mighty demigod Pashupati. Shiva is the lord of the animals, and the goddess Ambika, O King. Respectfully donating cows, gold, clothing, and sweet grains to all the Brahmins, they prayed, Devo Na Priyatham, May God be pleased with us. Following strict vows only drinking water, the highly blessed Nanda, Sunanda, and the others stayed that night on the bank of the Sarasvati some giant snake that was very hungry happened to live in that forest and slithering on its belly began to swallow the sleeping nanda seized by the python he shouted krishna O krishna my dear boy save this surrendered soul this huge serpent is devouring me hearing his cries The Gopas rose immediately, and seeing what happened, they perplexed, took up firebrands to attack the snake. The snake, despite being burned by the torches, did not release Nanda. But the Supreme Lord, the master of the devotees, came and touched him with his foot. The divine touch of the Supreme Lord's foot put an end to his badness. He gave up his snake body and, next, assumed a form that was worshipped by the Vidyadharas. He was their leader. The lord of the senses then questioned the personality who, offering his obeisances and with his body adorned with a golden necklace, brilliantly shining, stood before him. Who might you be who, shining so beautifully, are wonderful to behold? Tell me, what led to this terrible fate of having been forced to assume such a ghastly form? The erstwhile serpent said, I am Sudarshana, a certain Vidyadhara, well known for his opulence and appearance. I used to wander all the directions in my celestial career. Because I, conceited about my appearance, ridiculed the sages who descended from Angera, I, for my sin of deriding them, was made to assume this ugly form. They, in their compassionate nature, with pronouncing their imprecation, included the favor that all my viciousness would be destroyed after having been touched by the foot of the Master of all worlds. I beg you, that same person, who for the surrendered souls are the remover of the fear of a material existence, O you, who by the touch of your foot freed me from the curse, for your permission to return to my world, O destroyer of all distress. I am surrendered to you, O greatest of all yogis, O supreme personality, O master of the truthful ones. Please let me go, O Lord, O controller of all the controllers of the universe. Seeing you, I was immediately freed from the punishment of the Brahmins, O achyuta O you, whose name being sung instantly purifies all those who may hear it, as also the singer himself. How much more, then, would it mean to be touched by your foot? Thus, circumambulating him and offering his obeisances, Sudarshina took leave. He returned to heaven, and Nanda was delivered from his awkward position. The man of Vraja, witnessing Krishna's personal display of power, stood amazed. Thereupon they, on the spot, finished their duties unto Shiva and returned to the coward village, O King, on their way with reverence, recounting what had happened. Some day thereafter, Govinda and Rama, whose deeds are so wonderful, in the middle of the night were playing in the forest with the girls of Vraja. Their glories were charmingly sung by the group of women, bound in affection to them, whose limbs were finely decorated and smeared, wearing flower garlands and spotless clothes. The two of them, together with them, honored the nightfall with the appearance of the moon and the stars, the jasmine buds, which with their fragrance intoxicated the enjoying bees, and the breeze that transported the fragrance of the lotuses. They both sang for the mind and ears of all living beings to be happy, therewith in harmony from high to low, producing the entire scale of notes available. The gopis, who listened to their singing, in their fascination did not notice, O ruler of man, that their dresses slipped and their hair and flowers got disheveled. While the two thus were amusing themselves to their heart's content, singing to the point of ecstasy, a servant of Kuvera arrived on the scene, carrying the name Shankachura, wealthy crest. Straight in front of their eyes, O king, he shamelessly drove the group of women away in the northern direction, while they were crying out to the two they had chosen as their lords. Seeing that they, who belonged to them, were seized by a thief like a couple of cows, and were crying out, O Krishna, O Rama, help us! the two brothers ran after them. Calling out, Do not be afraid, they comforted them with their words. Quickly moving with shala logs in their hands, they soon caught up with that worst specimen of all yakshas who was speeding away with great haste. When he saw the two approaching like time and death personified, he became afraid. In his confusion, he left the women behind and ran for his life. Govinda pursued him wherever he fled in order to rob him of his crest jewel while Balarama stayed behind to protect the women. Overtaking him like it was nothing, the Almighty Lord with his fist knocked off the crest jewel of the villain together with his head. After thus having killed Shankachuda, he brought the shining jewel to his elder brother and handed it satisfied over to him while the gopis were watching.